This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. One of the hardest things to overcome as a Christian, at least in my opinion, is when people begin to speak evil of you because you've chosen a godly lifestyle. I'm not going to gild the lily, so to speak. It just hurts. And sadly, it may even come from a very close friend or a family member. Here you have chosen to live a life consecrated to the Lord, and what do you get in return but snide remarks and discouraging comments, maliciousness that's completely undeserved. We're not talking about someone who goes out and commits sin and expects others to ignore it, or someone who even repented of sin and people sit back watching and waiting to pounce upon them for a repeat performance. We're talking about being ostracized because we're simply Christians living for the Lord as He has commanded, conducting ourselves both publicly and privately as one who's taken a stand for Christ and our Father in Heaven. Our lives as Christians can be trying from time to time. I think we can see that when we read about many of the people in the Bible. The Apostle Peter was a very faithful follower of Christ and very near and dear to the heart of our Lord Jesus. Could we say that he was a bit impetuous from time to time? I believe so. Jumping out of a boat to walk on the water toward Jesus is one example. We can read of that in Matthew 14, 22-33. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. And he said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. And they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. Most of us would probably have said, Lord, I'm not able to walk on the water like you are. (laughs) But there was a challenge there that Peter stated, If it's you, Lord, bid me come unto thee on the water. He wasn't going to take a chance, so he left the boat and began his walk. He was actually walking on the water. Yet when the winds became boisterous, he hesitated. He questioned what he was actually doing and didn't think that... He would make it that he might drown in the tumultuous waves. In his fear, he forgot that the Lord who allowed him the capability to walk on the water was also that same powerful Lord who would sustain him in the storm. Luke 24, 1-12 We read where several women went to the tomb where Christ was buried only to find the stone rolled away. They entered in and found two men in shining garments who told them, Why seek the living with the dead? And they remembered that Jesus had prophesied he was to be raised up on the third day. 
and they went and told the apostles, but it seemed as idle tales to them. But we must admire Peter's willingness and zeal to jump up and run to the tomb to see if his Lord had truly risen from the dead. When he saw the empty tomb and the linen burial garments, he too was perplexed. Mark sixteen six through 8 states, And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted, ye see Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen, he is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way and tell his disciples, and Peter, that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him, and he said unto you, as he said unto you. And they went out quickly, and fled from the sepulchre, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. That's two different accounts that we read of this, but they're both very similar. The women who knew our Lord, the apostles who spent three years with our Lord, were often fearful, occasionally faltering in their faith, but always willing to challenge their fear in spite of what others might say, regardless of how they were received by others, and would not compromise their beliefs simply because they were ridiculed, or left out of certain circles of people, or degraded for being so uncompromising. It must have been hard for them. Remember how Peter said he would never deny Christ, as did the other disciples? Mark fourteen twenty-seven through 31 says, And Jesus saith unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. But after that I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter said unto him, Although all shall be offended, yet will not I. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, This day, even in this night, before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. But he spake the more vehemently, If I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. Likewise also said they all. Peter did exactly what Jesus told him he would do, in spite of his love for Christ. Mark fourteen fifty three through 72 gives us some insight of how easy it is for us for fear to overtake us. Peter was identified three times as one who had been with Jesus. He denied that he even knew the Lord each time, and in verse 71 we read that he began to both curse and swear that he didn't even know the man. That must have been spoken just as vehemently as he told Jesus that he would never deny him. How quickly the tables can be turned when fear has wrapped its tentacles about us. Now, in all fairness to Peter, I must admit that I might very well have said the same thing, under those circumstances. I've never been put to such a test so severe. But all of us have been faced with issues of faith that required an immediate decision. Oh, they probably weren't things that would take our physical lives, but our decisions to participate in certain activities, take part in questionable things, might make a huge difference in how others view our faithfulness. We need to always be aware that we are under a microscope, so to speak, and mostly from those outside the body of Christ. So it's important to do our very best and be prepared for those times. The beauty of Christianity is that no matter what others may try to say or do to detract from our good character, God knows our hearts. He knows we're going to make mistakes. But Christians have that cleansing blood of Christ when we truly repent to wash away those sins. 
Peter's zeal and enthusiasm was redirected, and he was blessed to give the first gospel sermon on that wonderful day of Pentecost that we read about in Acts chapter 2. He went on to write two books of the New Testament and was an elder as well as a gospel preacher. We can use our talents for good if we remain faithful, repentant, and strive to serve our God as He would have us to do. May we be thankful that we are able to live our lives for the Lord in a peaceable environment, never taking for granted the blessings that we receive each day from our Father. I thank each of you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.